Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for the third episode of Disney Plus's Moon Knight entitled The Friendly Type written by Bo DeMaio, Peter Cameron, and Sabir Perzada. I think I said that right. Perzada. Directed by Mohamed Diab. I give this episode a 10 out of 10. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Uh, I had no complaints. I think this is the best show that Disney has done or Marvel has done because every time I'm watching, I'm like, it's over. It's been like 20 minutes, man. And it's a 52 minute show without commercials. And I'm still like, how the hell did that go by so quickly? And of course, Oscar Isaac is, I mean, third, third outing. And uh, I mean, I feel bad for everyone else on the roster because the bar has just been set so fucking high. You the fucking best. You the fucking best. Before we do jump into this episode, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Go down to the rating section, drop a few stars, leave a review. Very much appreciated. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for Moon Knight or any of the other shows that I do, lacquercouch at gmail.com. We begin with Layla. She's talking to uh, an old friend who's making her a passport. I like this interaction. Actually, uh, really got a better grasp of Layla's character this episode, and I really enjoyed her. I like the fact that they gave her an action fighting scene and it didn't have to end with Mark saving her life. She was able to handle herself, even if he did subsequently save her life. And she just has this really cute interaction with this older woman who knew her father. Making uh, she's telling her about what's happened. Like, I can't believe Mark is Steven. And oh, now I know why she was able to find him. Apparently, they used to stay in England or London. Uh, and he was about 20 minutes from that place or 20 miles, she said, which is why she ended up running into him. Uh, she gets her passport, is told to be careful going to Cairo because she has a lot of enemies. We get a better understanding of what her mission statement is, which is based in fact that a lot of particularly European, Britain, uh, folks decided, you know, that the Egyptian desert and all of that history was theirs to then pilfer and prop up in their museums. <laughs> <laughs> and rewrite however they want to in their society and she feels that she's not stealing she's just retrieving things from the black market and returning them to the rightful owners and ain't nothing wrong with that she's like if i take a little commission fee to feed myself that's uh that's fair She's then giving her passport and we catch up with Mark in Cairo who is doing his best parkour. They love having people do parkour. But he's jumping rooftops to to uh, locate someone he wanted to talk to who has information on where to locate Harrow who is also in the desert and has already located Ahmet's tomb. 
and he has set his disciples upon digging it out and now mark and Kanchu, this entire episode with the help of steven have to try to find ways of slowing this down which they do though it is because there are some negligent gods out there that feel that humanity has been left to its own fate and we get a little bit more about Kanchu and uh, that he has chosen to stay with humanity and protect it to the dismay of his other guys which we find out a little bit later i liked his line like i was gonna talk to that guy and now he's dead so i guess i'll talk to you guys and then the guy is so showboaty with his knife and he was like what are we doing are we fighting or are we dancing everybody was i really enjoy the action scene i love how it was shot uh you felt intimately involved in the scenes which is something i don't think i've seen a lot of especially the one where you see the camera getting really close to a particular fight uh he looks down he sees the kid who ain't that much of a kid because he's wielding a knife and ain't learned his lesson even when he got bitch slapped these are harold's disciples and they are very dedicated but then a a series of unfortunate personalities emerge <laughs> as he's beating the shit out of the one guy i love that he was showboating because one if you've never watched uh top 10 showboating moments that go wrong on youtube just find those they're great you should never until you win the fight don't declare yourself the winner and the fact that they gave that first person uh perspective of him licking the knife and then mark just punching him in the face steven takes a front to it and it's like come on mark you gotta stop you're beating the shit out of him <laughs> and all of a sudden his personality changes and he is in the back of a cab being told to go to the airport he's like what you speak uh the cabbie is like you speak uh, arabic now what the fuck you're acting like a tourist and he's like what the hell why am i going to the airport then he sees the two guys that he was recently in a fight with and he's like no come here i gotta talk to you for a minute i gotta talk to you for a minute <laughs> why are you running why are you running why are you running why are you running a chase ensues <laughs> the kid got away somewhere <laughs> but uh unfortunately the other guy that looks like uh that one guy from lost y'all know who i'm talking about you know a saeed <laughs> he did look like saeed from lost and he gets him up and i noticed there would happen to be convenient mirrors all over the place uh reflections which is nice and once again steven's like don't do it don't stop beating his ass like this and then the next thing he knows he is in the desert uh atop a mountain with the two people having beat their ass and killed saeed he uh is told by Kanshu to take the kid to the edge because he might talk but he didn't he just straight up killed himself because he said live long live amit 
the interesting bit of uh exposition to come out of this scene is the fact that marco steven what did you do steven's like i'm not the person killing everybody there's a third altar <laughs> so i have been apprised of the fact that he has mark specter three personalities one is of course mark specter there's Stephen Grant, and then there's another guy called Jake Lockley, which is supposed to be a uh, kind of a cab driver with informants that keep him. He's a little bit more edgier. He's the one that probably was stabbing folks in this episode <laughs> and being brutal to where he needs to be, uh, when he needs to be i should say and uh i'm just gonna put money on that so that's what's going on but if it's not him then it's definitely another altar uh that may be a combination of some kind but he, he's definitely and it makes sense right there's always the protector there's always the one that you know he can be himself and then there's always the the um the ego the the actual true the i don't know i guess the what do you call it the the most powerful persona let's just dumb it down because my brain is not working right now uh so that's interesting to find out that he is also unaware of the fact that he has another altar and he's just been dealing with the fact that he's mentally ill all this year all these years you ain't gonna see no psychologist and let, let me figure out <laughs> how to deal and he mentions it later on like yeah i was dealing with it until very recently and i'd really like to know how he figured that he was in fact dealing with it because <laughs> i i don't i don't believe you so then Kanshu, as we stated earlier tries to get information out of the kid the kid uh kills himself mark's like now what what we what's the what's the next plan that was the last person that could possibly tell us where Amit's tomb is maybe we should summon the other gods i know you're out of favor with them but they're around maybe they should want to help in this particular circumstance and thus he is Kanshu, able to block out the sun with the moon which is very very convenient and also something i would like to happen when i cannot sleep <laughs> and this of course causes uh, a reaction from the other gods kanshu tells him i like the way kanshu looked in this episode more so in the last two episodes and they actually have an interaction that seems more uh and maybe because it's it's mark and <laughs> marking kanshu it's more concrete and he says yeah there's gonna be a door that opens and you guys are gonna have a meeting and we're gonna need to plead our case but we're gonna have to be very very insistent you have to be rock solid in this particular case and then the door opens and it's time for uh judge mathis court to reside
my precious Steven is like, oh my God, we're in the Pyramid of Giza. I'm so fangirling right now. <laughs> he meets uh, Yatso. I'm not sure who this goddess is, but she looks amazing. I love seeing all that melanin any day of the week, any day of the week. She uh, introduces herself as a friend not only of mark and his avatar but also of Kanshu. even though the other guys are like get away from that man <laughs> uh, they're not happy that he blocked out the sun and they tell him next time you do that shit we're going to uh encase you in stone mark doesn't know how it works she says she'll get used to it and it's basically because Kanshu said he'll be there he'll be there taking over homeboy's body but he's fighting it like what the hell this this feels weird <laughs> and i should have been warned because Kanshu speaks through his avatar he tells them of harrow of what he's planning on doing i don't know why none of these guys could just like i don't know look in the desert and see what he's doing <laughs> do they not know where amit's tomb is maybe they don't she was saying something to that effect possibly but at the same time i felt like this could have been very easily dismissed <laughs> or uh the you know what he was accusing harold of and i was really surprised that harold got to show up well, I guess once you're an avatar, because he's an avatar for Amit, right? Amit? So if he's an avatar for Amit, why would he not think to go find his... I don't get it. I don't get it. And apparently, Kanchu must have uh, really had a bad relationship with his last avatar. Because he got some hella bitter feelings. And he says, you abused me. You used me these are some serious accusations and i kind of want to know what you have to say for yourself Kanshu. harold says the Kanshu is telling a whole bunch of lies i'm just been in the desert in cairo that's not a crime why the fuck you lying why you always lying oh my god stop fucking lying If y'all are gods, you fucking suck, buddy. You suck, all of you. <laughs> that you let him come in with this uh, very thin, transparent type of shit. And then he throws accusations at Kanchu and says, yeah, well, he has an avatar that's mentally unstable <laughs> and ill. And he's like, is that true? yeah actually that is true i am mentally ill but it doesn't change the fact that you're evil and up to no good which is a very valid point but everyone's like yeah we don't fucking want to deal with this and they let him go and i thought that was the dumbest shit i ever seen in my life i did <laughs> i was i was like you call yourselves gods no wonder humanity turned their back on you you're pathetic you're useless get your shit together <laughs> how you gonna let this uh david crash looking human walk in <laughs> and tell you that no i'm completely sane you're walking around with glass in your shoes 
by choice. Punk ass bitch, motherfucker. Kill that punk ass bitch. I would have at least given it 24 hours to say, you know what? Let's just keep an eye on things. <laughs> You're there to observe, so fucking observe. I got my eyes on you. But no, they let him walk away. Even though this mentally ill man has no reason to lie. <laughs> and they did ask, is Kanchu abusing you? And he's like, that's not what... I'm not on fucking trial here. He is. Egyptian gods cannot be as shitty as the American justice system. Harthora, or Yatsel, the avatar, tells Mark, you know, I'm going to err on the side of caution because that's the smart thing to do. And just in case you're right, and he's about to unleash Amit on the entire world and condemn this uh, this man, this humanity to its fate, uh, there is a person that can find the sarcophagus, or the sarcophagus is in a certain location that can point to Amit's tomb. So he just decided to walk up to somebody in the street, like, so you know where I can find Sufi? Oh my god i love the perspective on top of the the buildings as mark is being followed because clearly he is this entire episode by disciples layla shows up Of course, Mark is not happy to see her because she has enemies. He's concerned about her safety. She's like, look, this is what I do. And also, I actually know where you can get information. I have a friend named Anton and he owns the sarcophagus. Is that how you say it? Sarcophagus. And you can see that. And then we can get the location to Ahmed's tomb. I like the little boat that they were on. I really want to be on that until I realize it's like 115 fucking degrees over there. Nope. But they have a scene to catch up where she's like, you could have told me about what was going on with you. She grabs his hand. She's trying to reach out. She clearly loves him and wants their marriage to work. And he's like, girl, there are things that I'm going to protect you from. <laughs> You're not allowed to to you know no i mean he i get where he's coming from even if it is a little like yeah this is my problem this is what i'm dealing with i'm barely dealing with it i don't need another person that i care and love to be caught in the crosshairs of something that i can't even control and i'm also an avatar for a guy that actually would the minute i'm dead take over your body yeah no yes let her know that information i said that last episode totally and utterly but if he chooses not to continue your marriage because he doesn't want you and just like doesn't want it on his conscience like i gotta do what i gotta do my life is not my life anymore then i think that's fair to say like you like that conversation that we're having in the car where she's like every time i think i know you and he's like you don't you don't unfortunately that's the truth of the matter you don't facts don't care about your feelings so they get to anton's and of course of course they called it something else else it looked like jousting <laughs> to me <laughs> and as soon as i saw a little fuck boy get off and put a robe on that is fucking disgusting you always have these pretentious 
wealthy people in a condo somewhere uh acting like they're down with the fucking uh and maybe they are down with the culture but they're also exploiting it in a certain way because it gives them a sense of power uh they are husband and wife his name is now rafini or something to that effect they see some boats in the water and they're like are those herald spies of course they're herald spies (laughs) they're like i guess nothing we can do about that he hides their stuff they end up getting onto the compound mark's not very chatty (laughs) he's like i'd like to talk to your husband he's like why it's clear that you're trying to emasculate me in front of my wife and she's my actual wife whether you know that or not but you know that she's my wife because that's what presented to you right and here you are you gotta rub your little balls before you shake my hand i mean i'm just not gonna play these fucking games with you i'm gonna go look at it because that's what i came to do self-important entitled egotistical always feel like they're the sexiest thing in the room when really they got chlamydia syphilis and everything else and probably fuck little teenage girls (laughs) that's awful that's awful they look at the sarcophagus he starts to put it together Layla's like come on you gotta let steven out because steven knows what he's doing and he clearly does because you can say like oh you it's you have to decode it he does not want to let steven out but they are allowed to have a one-on-one to talk to each other even though it looks like he's talking to himself she's like he's praying i'm like ain't nobody pray like that girl ain't nobody pray like that arthur shows up how the fuck you was just in the desert and now you already and sped your ass to a, a a vacation hideaway like seriously do you have like a door everywhere where you can just travel i don't know maybe he does he does have uh he's one of the the avatars so to speak or disciple whatever you want to call him <laughs> so since uh homeboy can can't you can transport him across the world i'm guessing he could transport him to wherever he needs to be he still get on my damn nerves with all that smugness <laughs> like i could show you true power don't listen to him why would he not listen to him he's not a person with morals y'all kept saying he's gonna destroy everybody this who why are you talking to him like he is somehow a decent human being and you should have known that when you walked up on the complex at least you should have layla anywho of course he is able to uh take his sarcophagus being destroyed by harold lying down because why not (laughs) it's about how much you enjoy this he's like oh i can show you more well i kind of like what i had kind of like what i had conscious like what are you doing summon the suit beat the shit out of him but he's afraid and he's not telling conchu why he's afraid even though conchu should already know that there's a third person rolling around and you try to get that person to come out there's also a moment in which Harold is like we all have so many things in common you know your your father was murdered and you're trying to do whatever and also you don't want her to know what she should know because then she'll think that you can't be loved or you shouldn't be loved so on and so forth a fight 
of course breaks out she goes toe-to-toe layla with the bodyguard who some reason got his person away only for him to show back up on horseback that was his mistake and i felt a great deal of enjoyment when he was dead we also learn as an avatar of Kanchu that mark pretty much has immortal power uh, at least he has the protection of not being mortally wounded or instant healing something to that effect i didn't look at the powers and abilities uh, he's able to handle his business as moon knight she's able to take down the bodyguard and then a mexican standoff occurs as she jumps over into the the melee pit and he's like layla i have to just scream out your name when you're in danger and i guess it's it's a, it's a dramatic effect and they always do it yeah, i was too distracted by how damn fine he looked I just want to rub my hands through that hair one time one time you know he's getting hella ass right now hella ass i don't even blame him i guess it's hella pussy but it could also be ass uh listen to the jones chronicles if you want to hear more about <laughs> some things we learn on the internet um <laughs> i lost my whole train of thought i love that move though of him running straight at him like you thought i was about to be scared no not only am i gonna say the girl i'm gonna murk you at the same time and now uh you thought you were hot and you're not and you're dead they then get a vehicle and uh grab the the whatever charred pieces of the map that she found and they are being followed even in the desert they stop they try to look at the map she can't figure it out she keeps saying we need steven now that was after the conversation where he made her cry by saying you really don't know me and also i'm not telling you anything about what he was referencing he's just trying to get in your head so he gets upset he takes off the mirror of the car <laughs> and he says fine you're in steven shows up oh steven showed up in the fight too and you know that is my precious he said come on guys just calm the f down and the minute he gets impaled by a pole, he's like, you take the body, you take the body. It's like I made a mistake. I died laughing. I watched that scene twice because it was hysterical. And I love the fact that there's the Moon Knight outfit and then there's Steven's Moon Knight outfit after mark's brutal honesty layla is very happy to see the very caring love struck steven who with a little bit of tape is able to put that map back together into a star it has a constellation she takes a photo of it except he knew before she answered the question or asked the question that the constellations change like the the it's based on the map of that particular day and the Kanchu is able to reverse time to show them exactly what those coordinates were or where the stars were in that time 
but he says it's gonna cost uh a lot he also kind of dragged uh kind of dragged mark a little bit like i summon the gods you summon the worm <laughs> but you know steven saves the day he's able to figure out what they could not figure out godly and mercenary alike so uh they i like them changing back the the you know the sky but unfortunately this comes at a great cost because they decide to imprison him in stone i like this because it kind of ties into egyptian uh mythology with the the idols and he tells him to tell Kanchu before he's in prison to tell mark to rescue him to to free him i think he probably should have left some more specific instructions but i'm sure mark is gonna figure it out mark however passes out when Kanchu is imprisoned which means that he's possibly without yeah he's without the the protection of moon knight so that's interesting that is really fucked up what happens to Kanchu when he really is trying to do the right thing right now and the only person that is even half listening to him is harthor or hathor who is the goddess of music and dance or something like that being powerless is definitely gonna suck at this time but something tells me something tells me <laughs> that that third persona is going to be picking up a lot of the slack especially in the crux of the hour and we saw how he reacted when layla was in danger so that pretty much seems predicted for some reason the other egyptian gods that are not involved decided that they're just gonna let uh the other homeboy come in harrow and talk mad shit saying you know you're the reason why i am what i am and i owe my success to you and i want you to know that all i do is win 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 no matter what now i did discuss the character of anton i know the actor unfortunately gaspar Yulio, unfortunately passed away um so that's very sad for for the actor um in this series because i think he was supposed to have a much bigger role if i'm not mistaken but uh both the bushman and him were taken out in this particular scene i wonder if that was always as it was going to be or if in fact uh in fact it is um something they reshot now as a sidebar because i looked at the casting um there is a romanian actress playing an egyptian god and that's 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 fine goddess that's fine but i just want to point out just because i want to be petty in this moment mainly because i do really genuinely hear a lot of marble fuckboys be saying shit in the comments about race appropriation yeah i bet you they ain't gonna have shit about to say about a romanian actress playing an egyptian queen or egyptian goddess now keep in mind that is at the tip of fucking africa not saying they had to even be black but egyptian uh would be nice but sometimes you got to pick the best person for the role but if someone wanted to be 
petty and cross their hairs you can't then talk about race appropriation when you have no problem when it's happening in other roles that's my issue i i truly do believe that we need to start picking the best actor and actresses and making sure we have a well-balanced well-represented cast that's not wokeness that's just i don't know a good diverse uh (laughs) way to live and work and thus once you start doing that in television shows hopefully that can translate because media has a lot of influence and you normalize it right uh we were just talking about that on the jones chronicles about how um a lot of ideals about black people are from the introduction of you know blackface (laughs) once again it's late i can't talk uh so i i just wanted to sidebar petty that just for five seconds because um i felt like saying it and with that i think we've covered everything and we can hop on into the feedback moon night um season one episode three now i didn't write any notes so i'm gonna just go off my memory and since my memory is not a steel trap like yours um this could probably not be very much information so i'm gonna try here um i'm probably gonna stick to the points that i really really enjoyed and the parts that actually somewhat surprised me so first off, I want to say that I really, I really like this episode. It was informative, but not in a way that I felt like I was bored. Like we got a lot of information about the other gods, about what happened to the Egyptian god of the of the moon. I know they said his name a lot, and it's not hard to say. I just, for some reason, I'm drawing a blank. But side note, when whoever it was, I think it was Stephen, who said stop listening to the pigeon i about fell out of my chair because that motherfucker was that's funny i feel like that was the funniest thing he's ever said um (laughs) clearly the guy doesn't look like a pigeon but it was funny um so the first thing i would like to say oh and the other thing that i thought was cool is how they introduced the other guys Um, we got to see their avatars and then like we saw them go into a pyramid and how they said you know whenever they're needed like they go through the portals and you know wherever they they happen to be and then they end up there that's really cool i also think it's cool that even though the you know people don't i mean i don't i don't i don't know any egyptians so i can only speak about the you know just popular um religions um egypt may have a lot of people that you know worship these egyptian gods i have no idea i've never been to egypt i don't like i said i don't know any egyptians so i can only go by you know i guess the lore and it seems like a lot of the you know multi-god religions like paganism 
there's another one that I can't I'm drawing a blank on the name but you know people don't believe anymore in in all the lore I've read you know once people stop believing oh it was um American gods you know once people stop believing in these gods they aren't as powerful um some of them even blink out of existence depending on what lore you're looking at um so I thought it was interesting that they they're just content just having their avatars living their life um I'm assuming God's being on earth is not going to be good just since it's, it's forbidden um all of that like I said all that information was really good and I liked how they they introduced it to us without us actually being bored um the other thing um okay so I guess I can talk about the episode and what I remember is Mark is now like the main um, personality right now but Steven seems to be getting pretty strong because he can come into play when he sees something that's happening that he doesn't like so since Steven is only been around for a couple of months so that we know of because like someone else pointed out I think it was Perthenia I'm not sure but like that was pointed out previously he's been married to her for some years and she didn't even know he had multiple personalities which I'm pretty sure I don't remember how he said it but it was confirmed that you know this isn't new he, yeah he, it was Mark said and he was like you know I thought I had it under control or I did have it under control until something happened and I, I'm assuming that was when he died he couldn't you know brink of death something triggered one of the other personalities to come out or all of them um, but Steven is I don't know maybe I get I mean I guess he doesn't have anything to do but practice getting a hold of his uh, <laughs> mind while he's sitting in there staring at his life through somebody else's uh, while somebody else is doing it um, so he would like switch out and like take over when he was uh, Mark was in the middle of beating somebody's ass and then like <laughs> when uh, they like were fighting those like thugs because he was trying to figure out what where the dig site was um, and they like Mark was like fighting and then Steven was like don't do this and then they like blinked out and they woke up and everybody was dead and Mark was like, Steven, what'd you do? Like, why'd you think that was Steven? He uh, clearly, <laughs> he clearly is the person that would not be fighting if he's trying to take over so he can stop you from fighting. But then it made me think, we remember when he was in that um, uh, ice cream truck, he was blinking back and forth and we didn't see Mark talking to him. So clearly the person that is on a murderous rampage must not be mark or steven it must be someone else and that's the person that has the bloodlust so that's probably why they don't care about getting permission when they see they need it they probably just jump in and start murking people because i'm thinking he was the one that killed all of those followers of oh, i'm gonna have to write people's names down because i can't remember the, the guy who was played by ethan hawk um I'm drawing a blank on his name. I'm going to remember next time. I'm going to write it down. Because usually writing it down is the only way I can remember. But that was very interesting. What was also interesting was how 
Ethan Hawke's character is way more maniacal than I and diabolical than I gave him credit for. I thought he was just one of those cult leaders that really thought what they were doing was great. Well, clearly he thinks what he's doing is great, but he has no problem lying, you know, bending the truth. Like he's, he like, he's so menacing because he says it so like angelically and it's hard to believe that he's lying. Um, and you know, one thing I remember, I used to watch a lot of court TV is uh whenever someone like starts like having some like extreme emotion or like crying or like yelling or something people always act like they're guilty or they're lying or something like that i don't know what it is about when people are calm that looks better for to jurors or at least that's what they say i don't know why that is but that just seems to be the correlation um so when they were in there you know pleading their case and I, Oh my God, Mark looked like he was struggling. I don't know why that Egyptian guy on the moon feel like he got to scream and yell. Like, I'm going to need you to, to relax, sir. There is no reason for you to be going ham. Okay, plead your case, but don't break your avatar. Um, and then, you know, we found out previously, I think it was in episode two, that the other guy used to be his um, disciple, avatar, whatever. And then I don't know who gave up on who, but... Um, it definitely probably left him with a lot of knowledge on how that person, how that God is. Um, and he does seem immature and he does seem childish because he does seem to have like basically tantrums is what it is, what it boils down to. And it happens quite often. But just because someone is immature doesn't mean that they're wrong. Um, but I think his behavior makes it easy to to say oh don't listen to him he's just having one of his moments he's being childish blah 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 so i think that all that does is uh make it easier for people to say that he's lying or he's mistaken or he's uh straight up uh, wrong you know um so that's that's very interesting and it was crazy how he turned the sky like that shit was dope as hell like I enjoyed every second of all of his powers like it's very cool um I I don't know what's gonna happen with um Mark now since his um the person that was giving him powers is is now a little tiny little statue he's not gonna have access to the suit anymore but I mean, there's other gods, so I'm thinking that they're going to go find another god to, to sponsor him. I don't know if that's another, because I can't remember who they were talking about, but there's another one who doesn't have an avatar, so I feel like that's going to mean something. Um, yeah, I think that's all I ta I'm, feel like talking about on that note. The other thing is Layla. She is really fucking dope, and I don't know how her and Mark met, I don't know how long they were together. I don't know anything about their relationship. But her by herself is a boss bitch. The way she was fighting, um, the way she had her her friend, which I'm pretty sure that lady was from an episode of The Walking Dead. I don't. She wasn't a main character, but she looked very familiar. Mm, I think she was one of the. I'm not even gonna try and think about it. But never mind. She has like that lady made her. Um, a passport and we find out she's going back home and she hasn't been in 10 years 
um her dad died it sounds like mark has something to do with it he is a mercenary so maybe he killed him maybe he was doing something and her dad tried to stop him and he got killed that way who knows but i'm very interested mark clearly don't want to talk about it but i feel like steven is gonna find out somehow and tell her i don't know why um and it's funny that most people love steven (laughs) i think he's a cute little dork but the whole um you know meekness thing on him I, i don't know it just seems he seems like a pushover I don't think he's gonna stay like that but I don't like I don't like that I don't think that's cute (laughs) um I don't like when he gets bullied um but when he starts to stand up for himself he's he's gonna be bae um anyway I think that's all I have to say I did like all the fight scenes especially the one where Layla took that necklace off and like jumped on that guy and stabbed him in the chest and he was like really legit fighting her like she was like a a fucking 400 pound dude and she fucked him up and I was proud of her um now I'm not quite sure why that guy was like I fucking Layla and then all of a sudden got upset like she said that was her husband you clearly didn't believe anything she had to say but you were still eye fucking her and then you were so mad you was finna kill her yeah he was clearly trash anyway so i think that's all i have to say i i'm very curious about layla and mark's relationship past how they met what else is going on so i hope we get some of that not all at once just like little conversations i'll be interested in um i think that's all i have to say so um until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was mimi with her thoughts on the episode uh so good points you brought up uh one being that kanshu does throw tantrums and he clearly thinks he's better than anyone and knows better uh so yeah that that did pretty much lead into i didn't think about that too much about how that made him feel invalid because he was he's like liar (laughs) shut up i'm like he did kind of devolve into a teenager very quickly (laughs) into adolescent really uh when he was telling them stuff and he's just like shut up i didn't say that what i didn't do that uh caro i believe is um i do know they do not it's been a while since they they worship the ancient gods i'm pretty sure islam took over either islam or muslim Uh, that's a very prevalent religion or christianity in africa at this time Uh, not a lot uh practice definitely not many practice if any uh, worshiping the old gods because they were kind of like the sun and so on and so forth or Ahmed or any of these other gods that they're introducing but they really focused on one like they worship many deities so it's uh, nice to learn about the Egyptian gods because I don't know all of them but uh, the sun god was pretty big up there as the main one that the pharaohs definitely worshipped until uh, I believe one another pharaoh decided to worship another god but then they reverted back to the sun god so the brief history that I know uh it's been more than months yes you were correct on picking that up i thought from last episode that it had 
probably been a few months because that's when they said he was living there but he's had the personality for a much much longer time as he confirmed yeah i just try to keep it in order which i don't know how you keep a personality in order and you're able to keep it from your wife like that feels seem that feels impossible i don't feel like you have that much control not without psychiatric help and i agree that there is a, a third personality and i think that's the protector of both mark and steven like okay steven you ain't got it mark you ain't got it all right time for me to tap the fuck in <laughs> uh, i didn't hear about the god without an avatar so i must have missed that bit of dialogue so even though you think i have a still trap memory <laughs> i try to keep appraised of a lot of things surprised of a lot of things it doesn't mean i'm infallible and lastly cult leaders are very good at emotional manipulations that's something they have in common they're very good at picking people and you know right people too they're already been disillusioned with their own life so on and so forth so of course they would then um be able to uh, be open to a charismatic type of person with promises of solving all of their problems and seemingly in in by bright and what's the word i'm looking for imbued with their own particular power that is otherworldly that just is icing or cherry on the cake so that kind of makes a whole lot of sense he uh and then oh no lastly did mark kill her dad i didn't even think about that <laughs> but that's something to put out there I, I sure did not uh even think that he killed her dad and that's what he was i was thinking about the other personality or something else that we don't know about or the whole fact that she could be the next one i don't know maybe he took her place clearly he knows more that he doesn't want her to be aware of and that is something that i'm sure is going to come out and you're probably right steven's going to be the one to drop the beans in the coming episodes so thank you mimi for your feedback on the episode next up we have miss parthenia hello christina hello everybody <clears throat> excuse me um i'm here with my remarks on moon Knight, the latest episode of moon Knight, and i'm gonna just get into it i'm gonna start with the fact that i just realized that my daughter's preschool teacher is basically Moon Knight. I mean, I didn't realize it before. I don't know how I missed it, but <clears throat> I walked in to pick her up the other day and I was like, oh, <laughs> well, damn. Hello, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> I didn't know you were here. And I was really so giddy about it that I should have been ashamed, but I wasn't. But I think just because we live in a world where people wear a mask all the time now and he just happened to have his mask off at that moment and i was like oh shit my daughter's teacher is <laughs> an oscar isaac doppelganger hello hey um don't mind me bending over here really slow for no reason so you can see my tush <laughs> so serious I, I even went up to him and was like hey so do you know who you look like? Has anyone ever told you? I should have been ashamed. I was not. I was not. I really felt like I was on the red carpet with Oscar Isaac for a second. And my 12-year-old daughter was with me. And when we left, she was like, Mom, I mean, he looks like him. But really? I was like, girl, yes. Yes, really. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. That uh-huh. All of that. Yes. Don't hate on me. Uh-huh. He's fine. Fine. Yes. <clears throat> but I'ma calm down. Get to the get to the get to the show. Whew. I can't wait till we go back to school on Monday. <laughs> hey, Mr. B. His name is Mr. B. Hey, Mr. B. <laughs> I'm like cracking myself up. But yes, he is fine. And I don't know why I just realized it. But anyway. Okay. So I'm going to get into it. Um, I have a serious love-hate relationship with the character Khonshu. Because he cracks me up like, oh lord, the idiot's in charge. Like, he has a little bit of um, comic relief. And I didn't expect that from his character. But then at the same time, he can be such an asshole. He seems very controlling. You don't really know what his angle is. It's like, is he the good God? Is he the good God? Like he's he's going out of his way to do the things to prove that he is and that Othahara <clears throat> is the bad guy. But also he's quite, he's quite manipulative and that is obvious. Um, and he's using the guy, you know, he's, he uses his acolytes or whatever you want to call them for all that they're worth like and he's threatening him all the time like well if you don't do what I say do then guess what I'm gonna get your wife so it's up to you I mean take it how you want to take it so I find that to be a little uneasy that you're working for someone like that like I mean clearly that was the deal that he made but at the same time I'm like gosh he cracks me up, but I don't want to laugh at him because I'm I'm just not sure about his character as a god. I don't know how I feel about him as a god. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who feels that way, but that's how I feel right now. Um, the meeting that they had when they all got together to basically judge. I don't know if they were judging Khonshu or if they were judging... Uh, I can't even get his name right now, but the character that Oscar Isaac is playing, you know who he is. But anyway, they were judging his actions. I'm, I'm assuming they were really judging Khonshu because Khonshu was speaking through him. I felt like they didn't even give him a, a second thought. They are, They had already judged him before they got there. Like, you know what? We already don't like you. And here you go with the bullshit again. So, yeah, you got Mark over here. That's great. But you know what? We really not trying to hear what you got to say because you always in some mess. And you're never doing exactly what you're never on the page that we're on. So, I don't know. It just seemed like it was too easy. They took um, Arthur Harrow's side too easy. But that's I guess that's the way that the show was going. But it just everything else I was okay with, you know? turning the sky back to the the olden days that you know hey i went with that it's sci-fi but the fact that you had this hearing and didn't even really hear him out and just because he said he he was sick he was he was honest yes i'm sick i do have mental issues i i need help i have i have issues with my mental health just because someone says that doesn't mean that you can't trust them and that you can't believe what they're trying to tell you like they just disqualify everything he said after that I don't know I had a problem with that um I'm sure they're gonna come back around to it I'm glad the lady the girl that was there took a chance on him but um I don't know that was just really weird they were real like holier than now in that moment um I like how Steven and Mark 
are switching or starting to switch back and forth with purpose, not just you have to do it right now. Give me the body right now. Give me the body right now to save our lives, but also with purpose. You know what, Steven, you're better at this. You do this. I'm assuming that, you know, that's probably going to be a thing later on. Um, so that made sense. I was glad to see that. The whole fight scene, he realized. <laughs> Steven realized with his suit on, he still wasn't up to the game. He's like, ah, no, you know what, Mark? You can you can handle this. I'm good. This is not my thing. This is your thing. You got it. I thought that was really funny. Um, Mark's costume was real badass in that scene, too. I guess I want to say it was a carnival scene. It was not carnival, but whatever. The fight scene where they were in the desert um, and he jumped down and you could see his cape turn into like the crescent moon shape. That was dope. I really like that. Do people say, say dope anymore? I don't know. I do. I did. Um, the dude told Layla, Arthur Harrell told Layla, you know, one of those cryptic messages like, about her father and who killed her father or whatever. And I think deep down inside, she she knows, like, you had something to do with my father's death. But also, I love this man. This can't be the truth, so I'm just gonna ask him, you know, oh, Steven, you know about Martin? You know about my dad's death? No? Okay, we'll move on. I'm interested to know, is Mark lying about that? Or is it another personality? Because I felt like it was clear that there's a third personality from the fight scenes in the beginning where they were flipping back and forth between Steven and Mark, but neither one of them knew, neither one of them knew what was going on. So clearly there's a third personality or identity, not personality, but a third identity that is taking over and he is vicious. So maybe he's the one that did the, um, the assassin style shooting the execution style shooting from the pictures of I think it was the first episode maybe I don't know I'm getting confused but it, it seems like he's the vicious one and he's the one who's really gonna do I want to know but what, what is his objective though this is deep I don't know how they're gonna get through all of this in just a mini series that's bothering me um, and Layla I'm gonna end with Layla Layla is a badass and I'm glad that they are not painting her as this damsel in distress. I'm so sick of that role. Like a woman can't handle herself when there's a when the, the main character is a male superhero. So I'm glad, yeah, he's a superhero. He can fight, but she can also hold her own too. And she does she doesn't have to cry out for him every five seconds. So that's I like that too. You know what it is? It's dope. That's what it is. I'm gonna continue on with dope. And that's my word for the day, kitties. Um, <laughs> that's all I have to say about this show. Uh, hope you guys are all enjoying it. As always, I always enjoy your review. Uh, have a good one. I'm out. That was Queen Parthenia with her feedback. Girl, you got it in right at the at the last. You said hopefully not too late. No, I was just finishing up. I just hit the feedback when that came into my inbox. So you were right on time. <laughs> a uh, few thoughts on your feedback first and foremost i'm jealous i'm so jealous i need that to be my experience because i would be acting the same way you have me cracking up let me bend down real quick so you can see my booty <laughs> 
I would be right with you. And yeah, people wearing masks. And then you just said he put that mask down. I was like, oh my God. Oscar, is that you? I didn't know you taught school. I would be all over it. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You're a, a teacher. You can teach me. Yeah, after this episode, Oscar's about to replace my Chris Evans pick on my Twitter account. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, I love you, Chris. I do, but oh my God, Oscar is doing things to me. Who are you doing things? He is doing so many things. All right, let's get out of the uh, the sauna right there because it's all hot and sweaty. Uh, with Kanchu, I understand completely because as a god, I think he's inherently man manipulative. Uh, you know above it all egotistical he did make me laugh quite a few times in this episode especially when like oh i thought he'd talk <laughs> like any rational person would do that uh <laughs> it's like it's not like he killed him he killed himself but uh with that being said i think it's it's okay to have a healthy distrust of him because right he's gonna do what's best for him and his avatar and be damned everyone else and whatever he needs to do to make that happen he will but on the default side of that you see that the other gods are now observers they don't really care what happens to humanity because they say well you turn your back on us and now we're just gonna watch and see if things go wrong and the only thing they seem to have to be concerned about was Amit but as you stated they were already already made up their minds before he came into the room right the minute they saw that sun go down or that sun go out the sky I was like ah this bitch <laughs> so uh you're absolutely right regarding that scene because I was very let down in how they they decided that they just weren't even going to investigate but on the flip side it seems as if he's the only person that says no i'm not gonna abandon the only god anyway that says i'm not gonna abandon humanity and that speaks a lot for him like it doesn't matter if they worship and and you know give all their faith to me or to us i don't want to abandon them i want to do what i think is the right thing but he doesn't have necessarily a white hat approach to that i think he has a little bit of a gray hat gray hat approach to that which probably makes a whole lot of sense regarding why he chose avatar i want to know why he chose chooses such avatars because we see who he chose before in arthur arthur thinks he damaged him so on and so forth doesn't seem as if there there's a little bit of manipulation between him and mark but for the most part uh <laughs> you know even he's he, he addressed steven as steven that's a huge thing right like hey he could have said avatar do what i want <laughs> but i think there's something in him that is a little bit more humanistic than his other gods which compels him and i think that kind of goes into what mimi says that childish more human you know that's why he has to shout and why he has he's so over the top because he is he's he's got more of those humanistic traits for good or ill 
uh as a god so i think that makes him a very fascinating character uh and that kind of ties back into the mark and you have mark who's kind of the gray hat in the bunch you have steven who's the white hat and then we have this other guy <laughs> who is probably the, the black hat and that's a good catch that he probably was the one that executed folks because executing people in the back of the head at the time didn't sound like mark but i was like okay i guess but now that we're in the third episode and we see that there's a third personality that or as you said identity that the other two are not even aware of oh boy oh boy <laughs> but i don't think that person is evil or self-sabotage i think uh just by my knowledge well he could be evil but by my knowledge of how did is most of those personalities are kind of bridged between uh they start from trauma there's some that that branch out and are evil due to the trauma that's been done to them and thus they repeat the traumatic cycle but then you also typically have the protector uh and i think that this character the more brutal character the one that's like nope i'm not trying to hear it steven nope i'm not trying to hear it mark this is what needs to be done i'm gonna do it so i think that he's the protector but also not the best of people <laughs> and he could have going to mimi's uh theory could be the one that killed her dad and that's something that maybe he has hidden from even himself because he doesn't want to acknowledge that you are totally fine saying the word dope i say dope all the time i'm pretty sure uh mimi said dope <laughs> so we are in our own lingo still hip and lastly i agree i like the fact that they are working together that they are having a conversation because i was scared that steven was going to be pushed to the back and uh mark was going to be the forefront in the next two episodes but we still get very much steven and his his voice to show restraint being there i just love steven i do i do i know it's the british accent that's really hitting home to me but he's just he's so he's 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 pudding <laughs> you know how i feel about pudding uh so yeah that is my thoughts on your thoughts for this episode and i hope to see you next week and last but certainly not least we do have queen shy let's hear what she has to say about episode three hey christina it's me shy i am here to give my feedback for moon knight episode three i am so excited i am i feeling yet again feeling accomplished because when you sent out that message about all the podcasts you're doing tonight you know along with me clowning you <laughs> on that you know uh i was definitely like uh, i don't know i don't know if that's gonna happen i don't know if i'll be able to do all that because i hadn't watched not one episode of <laughs> in order to even give feedback so but yeah i, feel, I mean it's like I said in my other feedback, it's hot off the press. It's like right, which I wanted to do anyway. Um, so this is definitely, you know, keeping me in line with that, watching the episodes and providing feedback right after. Um, the only problem is in regards to this episode, I'm, I mean, I'll just be straight up with you. 
I was, I spent most of it just confused, just trying to feeling like I was playing catch up or trying to play catch up with what was happening. I was like, I'm like, I'm like two steps behind what's happening. Like I'm not quite up to speed. And so that's how I felt throughout this episode. And I'm, I have to agree with, um, I'm sorry. I don't remember how to say her name. The one that gave feedback in the last podcast, the last podcast. Um, but I agree. I've, you know, I think it would be beneficial and I'm sure, I mean, maybe I'm thinking that they would get a little bit more backstory at some point. I know we only got three episodes left and we got, you know, little nuggets here and there, but I feel like, you know, because I mean, we're, it's set in the present and they're saying so many things referring to history, what's happening in their history and, but we don't get to see it. And so the, it's informing the decisions they're making, the actions that they're taking. And it's like, I'm left like trying to figure out like, what are they talking about? Like, what? Ex- why did Kanchu do this? Why did this come to this? Um, and then of course, author exposing, I'm like, what is, what, what is their role exactly? The gods that they went into the, the temple or the pyramid to, or temple, whatever you want to call it, to meet. And it's like, we're not, as I'm like, I'm not getting the full story to where I can understand what they, what their role is, what they can do. I mean, I saw what they did to Kanshu, but it's like, but that stems from things that he's done. Um, and I know that they told him not to mess with it. I get that part, which is why he ended up being in the stone. So I understand that part, but the, you know, just, it's just, it's just, I mean, I guess he's, he's, he's made one too many decisions that have gone against their beliefs or what they're trying to do. But then we see the one goddess that pulls, um, Mark to the side and helps them. So it's like, because I don't, I mean, and then we get, oh yeah, we used to, but so that's what it, that's the thing that gets me. And again, I, I'm just not that familiar at all. I mean, I know you, you aren't either. And I mean, neither of us that are, you know, watching this and giving feedback, um, are in the know when it comes to this, but it's just very, um, I won't say frustrating, but it's it's just leaving me with a sense of just being confused and not really able to um really you know again like i'm playing catch up the whole time trying to understand you know not like they introduce they keep introducing these characters but i don't even know the full story regarding mark and steven regarding layla and then it was brought up by um you know the, the lady from the, you know the other podcast about the mother like what is going on with that I mean those are good questions and good it, it's just so many questions still which is great I mean it's just it's just keeping me you know it was just keeping me on my toes I guess is the best way to put it in regards to just just I mean, I'm paying attention at least I, but it's like I, I sometimes I wonder it's like is it me I mean am I just not is it just not sinking in for me um because I'm just not understanding like they they summon author we know that he was an avatar like what happened how did that break down like why does how does he choose his av- you know these avatars how do they all choose the avatars at what point you know it's like so many questions that i think would help 
me understand how we got to where we are and you know what is supposed like get into theorize a little bit of what to happen next and again i know it's only been three episodes so i'm not like oh i i can't i don't like it it's just that's where where that's where my mindset is right now and i understand what you were saying uh last uh, podcast about the did and um you know talking about when i was asking about you know talking about steven and mark and why does he you know all that that but the bottom line with that is I just come to terms with maybe this we're just supposed to see their journey like maybe part of their character development is that they were so at odds and you know fighting one wanting to control the other and the other not wanting the other to be the the dominant personality the one that controls the body that maybe towards the end of this season or at some point they'll 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 be They'll come to a understanding and work more together and understand that in certain situations, I mean, Mark is there for a reason. Steven is there for a reason. They both serve a certain purpose. Because I will say that scene with them fighting and Steven wanting to take over the body, I'm like, why? I mean, that don't make sense. Why you want to take over the body in the middle of people trying to kill you? Like, you're not going to, I don't understand. I mean, he seems like a smart guy. So why would you think that you sitting there going, hey, stop everybody. Let's talk this out. Let's kumbaya together. That's like, that's not the time, you know, to do that. I mean, they're trying to kill you. There's no talking it out <laughs> at that point in time. And just like with Mark, and again, that's part of their, I feel like that's part of what we're supposed to watch their their character development and how they I'm just I'm just guessing and how they you know just come to this understanding at some point that they both need each other for different things and Steven might not like what Mark is there for but I mean he serves a purpose and is necessary especially in lieu of what's been going on and the same with um, Mark in regards to Steven so um, I'm not sure what happened at the end there, you know, with Kanshu going in. Did they, I mean, he has to, is Mark, I mean, he can't be dead, obviously, um, because that would be the end of the series. But, um, so is he, did it strip him of his power because Kanshu was in the rock or in the stone or whatever that thing is? And so what does that mean? Um, so can Mark, yeah, it's just... I'm not understanding. Like again, it would help if I really meep. Um, and maybe you know, and you can explain it to me. Understand how that all avatar thing work with the Kanshu trap. That means Mark, Steve slash Steven don't have power, so they're vulnerable now. And yeah, so those are the things that I'm still trying to process and wrap my head around to understand and we know Layla has this story with now there's this added mystery with her father and Mark having something to do with something along those lines and uh is I I just don't know how much they're gonna get to in three episodes to where you know I can the season will end with me at least having a better understanding I mean it's possible I'm just that's just where my mindset is my thought process is at this point in time um it would definitely be great to get some some more backstory and some more understanding so we can better start to better I can start to better understand 
the motivations and what what is driving these you know these characters to where what they're doing um so yeah then we got author and this emmett i'm like so yeah it's um like what exactly is this Almet thing supposed to do um so is it along the same like like take over for what these gods are doing or i mean obviously the one that i mean you would think that they want to dominate the world and take over so is author wanting to be Amit's avatar um and we're it's just yeah so many questions i don't have i mean i'm about to end it because i'm almost at 10 minutes so as you can see uh sometimes i do need some time to process these episodes so on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shine that was shy's hot take hot take on the the episode <laughs> hot off the press i just want to point out that i, I know it's eleven fifty six, but this podcast is about to drop which means i accomplished all four podcasts that i said i was going to do today so kiss my entire ass but seriously shy's like i am confucius what the hell's going on I mean, what the hell is going on? So I didn't hear too many questions to answer to be able to help in the confusion category. <laughs> it was just a whole bunch of, I don't understand. <laughs> so when you, when you have a few more questions, yes, this was a lot of information. I thought maybe this would be a little eye opening with the informational dump that they did drop on us, but uh, definitely, you know, tweet out those questions we can answer we're in this together from what i am gathering per this episode and i'm sure maybe it'll make a little probably make a little bit more sense listening to the podcast is that the gods are just observers at this point right they live in a different realm or realm of space whatever you want to call it uh he said you're void or something to that effect when he was talking to them they have turned their back on man because a man has abandoned them uh me mentioned american gods if you've never watched that show that's a really good show to reference <laughs> to correlate certain events but if you haven't uh it's kind of like that in a way you know you lose worship you then become less significant and the difference between Kanshu is that he decided that he is not going to do that he's not going to walk away and no longer interfere in man events even if it is to their detriment uh which is why he is on the outs with the gods not necessarily anything he's particularly done to them or done wrong it's just that there's been a split in ideology you know he's like i'm not going to do that and they're like well we don't approve of that but at the same time we're not going to take any action against it at this point uh unless he does things that pretty much are like announcing everybody that gods are like everybody looking up at the sky like what the fuck <laughs> so that's what they're like you're you're giving away our secrets man you're giving man uh, a peek at what we can do and that's not okay um i think that steven i think this episode really showed steven and mark working together even if it was reluctantly and i know what you mean about steven being naive and unaware Uh, he tried to help in that moment but to steven's credit he interfered before and uh 
he was not or he was able to somehow get out of that situation with those two goons like they were just walking away (laughs) so whether he said look it's okay it's cool it's fine let's just you know uh whatever he clearly was trying to get them the fuck out of dodge so give give my baby some credit give my baby some credit Uh, and he definitely knew when he was out of his realm mark like i don't know anything about this egyptian shit this is your thing i'm gonna let you take over he even said go ahead take the body uh he tried to not at first because he's scared right no one wants to be in the void that they are at when they're in their personality because that's the thing about did is that they are their own individual people so they all want to have some type of autonomy in their life and when you got three people inside everybody can't get the front row seat no everyone can't be the driver some have to be the passengers um as far as uh the gods in themselves or personalities i don't think they need to have a purpose actually with did uh their purpose is usually stemming from a trauma so that's another thing that we are going to have to learn about mark and i don't think we're going to get all those answers this year um i definitely don't believe that i think we're going to slowly drip feed it and then we're going to go from there but i think all those questions you have i i do have those same questions as i uh you know brought up in the podcast however i also understand that that's just going to come in time and the fact that they're giving me something in exchange for the other things that i want i think that makes sense i think what where the split came i think eventually they're going to have that conversation um how he chooses avatar so on and so forth we're going to get to that point but i think that it's going to be such a big reveal that they're not going to drop it to you uh three episodes in even though there's six because of the fact that that's going to be a game changing type of conversation that's going to open up a whole lot of other things that they might not even be ready to deal with yet having such a shorter season um so i would love to know a little bit more about what you're confused about thus far uh even i mean i think we're, we're starting what i can say is there's three personas there's two that mark and steven are now both aware of first steven wasn't aware of mark mark was always aware of steven now they're aware of each other they're working together but they don't know about their third alternate so their third alternate seems to come in at a time of crises between the two and takes over and he's able to do that without permission this third one so that's our rogue persona persona that we haven't quite seen yet and i have a feeling when he introduces himself it's gonna be amazing because um i'm thinking this third persona is a lot like there's mark but i'm thinking this third persona is definitely the more brutal the one that we're gonna need to win this battle in the end because homeboy over here winning all day long with his disciples he got a whole fucking army it's just two of y'all uh in regards to i'm trying to think of the big plot of what really went on this episode to see uh, what could have possibly uh left really i think maybe you're just missing the motivations you want to know the motivations of everybody right now but it just seems as if if this Amit comes into play she is going to judge the world and her judgment is basically fucked up she's going to destroy humanity the gods are kind of indifferent to it 
uh although they do seem to be concerned about Emmett herself that is one of the guys that they themselves did uh did isolate did uh trap where she was so they don't want her to get out but at the same time they're not taking seriously Kanchu. and because they're not taking him very seriously they're not taking the threat very seriously and i have a feeling that's going to be to their detriment the fact that Kanchu was willing to even sacrifice himself right uh, he's fine he doesn't have a problem to worry about if mankind gets fucked over but the fact that he was willing to take such a serious consequence for the action says that he has a lot more faith in his avatar than maybe we're giving him credit for and who's gonna wake up is it gonna be mark is it gonna be steven or is it gonna be someone else because <laughs> homegirl is stuck in the yeah he definitely lost his powers because he mentioned that in the episode like yeah how are you gonna get far without my cloak of invincibility or whatever the fuck as i stated i did learn about the third po- the personality not only because i listen to tv podcast industries but i did a little a light research and um if that is is uh something you want to know a little bit more about i can do a mini spoiler section and because i know going in completely cold can be a bit frustrating because you don't know how to acclimate yourself right so i get what you're saying and i think maybe a little bit of an explanation outside of the show because that's another thing a lot of shows are doing now they're not going to give you the whole story it's like it's out there you can find it other podcasts are going to be talking about it the mythos we don't need to spell it out for you (laughs) we're not going to spell out every little detail and i kind of get that right these comics some of these comics are like decades old it's like yeah uh people are going to show up half of them are going to be curious and they're just going to wait to be doled out to and the others are already going to know and then you have that middle one like you <laughs> it's like i need it all now so uh i definitely get what you're feeling and hopefully if you want that i can do a little uh more research and do a little spoiler section on what i do know or what i can research and find out about the characterization of moon knight themselves without necessarily spoiling anything plus they can always change things for the show so i'm not too keen on it but if we just want to know what their powers abilities are things like that what the personas are what their personalities are like uh i can do that so just let me know and if you have any questions as well just drop it in our chat box and if you have any questions about the series as well or any feedback thoughts ideas hateful comments i don't know uh blacker couch at gmail.com <laughs> uh you can also leave those comments below on this podcast but social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>